everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how you doing? Crocious is into this fucking game. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. It's As the music was playing, I mean, again, the brain was going through several a tangent, you know. You know what it is. This is Keith Pazel. We're going to be talking about the world and ourselves through what is on television. Welcome to the show. We got national title implications here. College football playoffs closing. Uh, this is fourth down. Fourth and three. Alabama doesn't score a touchdown here. They don't advance. And Michigan will play the winner of uh, Washington and Texas. I, I, I don't even, to be honest with you, Keith, the last three years I told you the football because of the transfer portal and whatever. Aren't there like a thousand kids in the transfer portal right now? For, yeah, like 1,900. It, it's just like, it, it is so different. It is, it, it's the fifth professional sport. It's been gobbled up by corporate America. And it's just, I don't know. Well, yeah, they're actually, the new debate now is like, do they go private? Like, do they just detach themselves oh, from the, the NCAA? Absolutely, I think they do. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's just, it's, well, I guess for a long time, it was, was it just some yeah. sort of a gentleman's? The NCAA has been around for like well over 100 years. Oh, yeah. You know, like since the 19th century. It's, and got, it's, a, like, it's got a history almost like soccer. Yeah, yeah, but, but look it's at just all like, those entitled pricks just oh. shaking their palms. Oh, yeah, they all flew in from across the country. There's a bunch of Michigan grads. It's a private school, right? No, it's state, state of Michigan. It's a state school. Oh yeah, these are both but I state thought Michigan school. State was the state school. Well, no, they got a bunch of state schools. Okay, so yeah, they're they both are. part of yeah. And then Western Michigan. Western Michigan, very pro pro Israel, as we all know, uh, and and then Western Eastern Michigan, which is where George Gervin went to school, and then Northern Michigan. Yeah, they got a bunch of state schools there, kind of like you know Illinois does too. Although I think I wonder if those state schools are all getting messed up because of how poorly run the state is. Oh, I mean, I feel like state school systems in general are just kind of like not doing well. Well, through you know. You know, yeah, through, it, through the liberal politics of the United States yeah, of America, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no, all, I mean, you think about it, what it used to be to go to college and like it was like totally invested in. And, but the rich were like, no, we don't like the fact that you protested us against us so harshly. We are now going to just slowly take away funding from, yeah, we need some states, you know, we need a basic level of education for our management class. So for that reason, the state school will still serve a purpose. But pff, I mean, the idea of it, oh, I'm going to get a liberal arts degree. I mean, that, that's just like that, that's a luxury now, I think. I don't know who majors in that. You know, I hope I hope some people still do. But it's like got to pay your fucking bill when you get out. Wow, that's it. That's it. They picked it off. No, they, they stuffed the quarterback. They, that, that was a not a well-executed play by Alabama. Corn and maize. I always oh. love when they have to come up with a new name because it's just blue. The malaise and blue. Corn and maize. The, the maize and blue. <laughs> it's them to just slightly, like, maybe embrace their Native American heritage of, like, maize. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, you know. Yeah, my brother lived in Michigan for a while, and I used to go there and visit, and he lived near Detroit. And, boy, that's 67 riot. There, <laughs> there was still some bad blood over that. Talk about a city that just totally, I mean, the disinvestment, what a, I don't know, I think Detroit's story is completely interesting. How at one time in sort of the you know economic history, it was a very like wealthy city, you know, and very much like in the time of true heavy industry, it was a dominant global city, you know. I think it was the third largest city in the country population-wise in 1950. 
you know, uh, I, I heard was, a conspiracy theory that Michigan is so and that Henry Ford was so anti-Semitic that he encouraged Middle Eastern people that he encouraged Muslims to move to Michigan uh, to, to force. And that that was like his reasoning behind it. I wonder if their time period crossed. I don't know, because Ford died, I think, of 47. But I know he was vehemently anti-Semitic, very anti-Semitic. I know, I know Jewish people who wouldn't buy Ford cars for that reason, you know. Uh, but yeah, he was very, I mean, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, yeah, what it was is, you know, was it the auto industry when it was at its height, I mean, uh, it, it was, you know, it was in Detroit, but there, you know, that's when G the big three, I think literally for about 20 years made like 75% of the planet's cars, Yeah, you know, and now it's like 25%. It's just the other countries developed an industry, you know, and that's, yeah, that's part of the bitter truth of it all. Is this is the pain, the, the 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 blunt face of capitalism here? You want competition? You claim so you do. They'll get their roses displayed, <laughs> presented by Pat McAfee's crew, not as <laughs> not as illustrious as Tom Rinaldi. What about McAfee's belt buckle? What, what is he? Mac oh, he's, Davis? He's, oh, he's a fucking pro wrestler, dog. He's Look at that mullet behind Connor's head. Like Darius Butler. You need one like not tard. And that's that's D butt's role in the fucking in the gang. Oh, I am just AJ Hawk is a dud to me. MAGA. He can be labeled MAGA. Yeah, yeah. McAfee is kind of funny, I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's he's got a sense of humor in there. You know, I don't mind McAfee. Although he's, I sometimes don't get the well, whatever. It's my age. It's my fucking age. I don't get the National Socialist hair with the gold neck chain, the wife beater, and a certain tack combination. I just, I don't get the facade. I don't get how that's deemed cool looking. Like, that's truly me being old. I, I, I really don't get it. I'm like, what are you trying to do? You're putting together all, you're, it's a mishmash hodgepodge of looks that you're just layering on top of each other. You know, it's like, what, I don't know, pick a decade and stick with it. Don't combine like four into one, into one appearance. Or let's it. finally turn what we thought <laughs> the future was going to be and start wearing tin foil and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> Just start wearing hazmat suits and tin yeah. foil masks. Let's do what Debo told us to do. <laughs> Yeah, that's the direction of the future, not this sort of, I'm going to just go into the past and have like glasses from the late 80s, a t-shirt from like the 70s, you know, I don't know, late 90s, the mullet from the 80s, I don't know, it just, it's it's all these decades that are kind of put together, like a pompadour with Sally Jesse Raphael glasses and an ugly sweater, what decade is it? Oh my God, I was born in 2001, yeah. like I just don't get it, I, I, and, it's, and that's like the cool look. That's it. The look. That's <laughs> going right back to back. I, I'm going to be blunt here, Keith. What's I'm going to be blunt here. This is the truth. And Go I've, for it. And I, and I, I know I bitch, and I have, my act is all about being an old. I'm leaning into the old man thing, which is fine. I, I'm trying to hit my. I'm trying to hit that hail mary pass, Keith. Uh, but, but it's uh, you know most of your generation. You know, there's me, because I'm a millennial. So you're yeah. saying millennials, not, not Gen Z. I, I mean, a lot of people I, attack Gen Z thinking they're talking about my generation. I, I think it's probably, <laughs> you know, people like 20 years younger than me and 25 years younger than me, you know, young in their young adulthood. You know, like their late 20s, early 30s. You're, you're still kind of a young adult, I would say. I don't know. Maybe that's not the right demographic oh, yeah. to describe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe just starting your firmly, career. Firmly. As yeah, an okay. adult, like I'm yeah. an, I'm a, I'm like officially not 
hip, I would say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, the, you, you guys are actually, you have a lot of the right beliefs. I, I really do believe that. Oh, we're that. just a disaster with how to like put them th- through any sort of machinations to <laughs> yeah. become real things. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, well, okay, like you have all the right views. You know, <laughs> we got Texas versus Washington coming up here. Like, I mean, was I mean, Washington good when you were younger? Oh, yes. Didn't absolutely. they have a nice little run? Well, Dick it, Wallenberger, whatever. That's no, some no, random no. coach name that I'm just uh, pulling out of d- my head. Uh, Derby fucking Hubcaps <laughs> led him to fucking 19. Yeah, Herbie Hubcaps. He was the uh, low level capo <laughs> in the Gambino <laughs> fight. We got Herbie Hubcaps here. No, uh, it was um, uh, when I was a kid, Don James was the head coach. Don James is actually a totally respected coach. That definitely sounds like a guy ate at a pizza place with his hair slicked back. Do, do you know who was a graduate assistant, his very first college coaching job? Barry Switzer? No, no. Uh, Saban was under Don Saban. James. Uh, uh, Don Nick James. Saban sounds like their quarterback is Jordan Milrow. And Saban seems like, hey, we got that Jordan Milrow, that boy. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, I guess what's his face? Paul that Bear Bryant. Milrow family. Paul, like Bear Bryant, who made Alabama what Alabama is. You know, Joe Namath oh, yeah. played there. Kenny Stabler played there. I mean, Alabama was a force. I guess like Joe Namath said when he first met him, he literally could not understand what he was saying. He did an impression of him. You ever seen it on, the, on his football life? He's just like, I got that. well, first off, what he did, Al, Bear Bryant was the first guy to get up. He like integrated in a, Alabama. Well, no, no. Well, he did. No, Sam the Bam Cunningham did. When USC beat Alabama the first game of the 70 season, uh, Bear Bryant was like, oh, yeah. oh, that was the day Sam, he had well, three touchdowns yeah. in Alabama. I didn't mean Bear Bryant put shoe polish on and actually played it down. No, but, no, yeah. no, no, no. He, was he like, wasn't the guy. No, it, well, he said that and that, that was when uh, it said Sam Cunningham was when the University of Alabama got integrated because they had been bad for three straight years in 67, 68, and 69. They weren't that good. And, and you know, they won national championships because they still try to hold on to like, we're not going to integrate our team. And then they just realized we've got to integrate our team. I mean, literally the Southwestern Athletic Conference was as good as the SEC in like the 60s and 70s. Like that's how good it was. But my point in saying all this is I, I was going off on a, on a tangent with this. Bear Bryant. Um, yeah, yeah, with... Uh, uh, or the, well, I was originally talking about how Nick Saban says Milrow. Oh, Don James, you asked a question. And Don James, about, yeah. Yeah, Washington. But I'm Ooh, glad we got back go. on that. Little circle. placeholder back to the future. Uh, when I was young, uh, Washington, they played a lot in the Rose Bowl uh, in the late 70s. Like, they actually beat Michigan. That, that, that was... That was when what's-his-face, uh, Bo Schembechler, who won a grand total. You know, guess how many Rose Bowls. He made them good, right? Shem, they were yeah. like a disaster pre-Schembechler. Well, they, they just weren't as good. And, and, and the point is, Don James used to coach at Miami of Ohio, okay. which is also where Schembechler coached, which is where Woody Hayes, I think, first. I mean, all these names came through Miami of Ohio, where Roethlisberger went to college. Right. You know, I mean, it's like this total incubator for future football coaches. Such a 60s, 70s thing for a school like that was back when, like, you know, Kent State's the powerhouse type of deal. Yeah, exactly. I was saying, well, Pitt, Pitt, when I was a kid, and Pitt was was great. They weren't good. They were great in the late 70s. They won a national championship with Dorsett. I actually watched bits of the uh, Sugar Bowl from 82. Such a good game. You know, I feel like it's lost on people how good Tony Dorsett was. Oh, he was Like, great. he kind of, because he played for, like, what, five and a half? He didn't play long. Oh, no, he played from 77 to 87. Really? Yeah, uh, 80, his last two years he played with the Broncos. He, he just is always, like, this forgotten legend. I mean, everyone knows the 99-yard touchdown. 
but like I feel like Tony Dorsett doesn't get the credit of being like that great. Yeah, uh, when he when he was a rookie for uh, the Cowboys, they won the Super Bowl because of Tony Dorsett. Like he was a missing dimension on their team. I remember him being a rookie, and it was like he was a name. Tony Dorsett was a name when I was a kid. And then in '78 they went again, so they went to the Super Bowl his first two years in the team, and he was fundamental to them being a good offense. Uh, but yeah, but uh, when I was a kid, Washington was uh, good in the late uh, late seventies. They beat uh, Michigan in the Rose Bowl. Shan Beckler, uh, he won two Rose Bowls. He, oh my God! But I think he was like two and nine in the Rose Bowl. He stunk in the Rose Bowl. I love it, man. Or two and seven. He's bad. no more glass trophies ever since that fucking homeboy <laughs> dropped it. <laughs> Blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! I dropped that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, which kind of makes sense. Probably all sweaty. But yeah, and then in the early '90s, Washington like was national championship level. You know, uh, Steve Emptman, remember him? Steve Emptman? No. He, uh, he, he was he, he was the first overall pick by the Colts in the '92 uh, draft. He went to Washington, and then they had the they had the first and second pick. The Colts did. I remember that blew me away. And the other guy was Quentin Cornett, who was a eight year linebacker. Both guys were really just not that good. And they were the first and second overall pick. How do we feel about the Bears? Number one overall pick officially two years in a row. They clinched it yesterday. Good for them, man. And you know what, man? Oh, what a move. Here's my thing. They better fucking parlay that. They need to keep Fields. Do you agree? They need to keep Justin Fields. I'm so firmly in that camp. I don't want Caleb Williams at all. Yeah, I I tell you what. You can get more. I haven't watched enough of them. Uh and I was be- I was definitely I thought Fields uh, had had the problem of having just a really awful team around him the first two years of his career, but when I watched him play this year in that first Viking game, I was like, he is holding on to the ball way too long. Yeah, but when you, you get know? a good offensive line, he can do that. You know, I'm not saying he. This is the what I think in general, and this is my Caleb Williams thing. I just think people need to eliminate the idea that everyone you need to draft Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, like that's yeah. essentially what people are like. We need to try to recreate. You, or, yeah, this idea that one player is gonna make your entire team good. Like uh, he you holds, have to have a good does, team around. Holding him. the ball long is something he does. But if you have a great offensive line, that's not a problem. Uh, he also the play begins when it breaks down for him. You know the structured play. I think he can play within that system, but the play begins. I think what, it's the opposite. I think it's when you script him too much. Is when he's. I think with, when you when with, you, with if fields. You, if you just go let him. Hey, go draw oh, some plays. And oh. if you if you almost design the play to break down, that's when he'll be good. Well, exactly. I, I think that that's what people are trying to because that's what Mahomes was. Mahomes got great, obviously. When the play broke down, that's when he became great. That, that, that was the difference between him, I think, and previous quarterbacks. He was the first guy to really master that, I think. I really see believe what Hardball's got to say. They're outstanding team and they're great fans. But you're right. You, hit, you, you nailed it the first time. Who's got it better than us? Right Thank you. I remember He's him. excruciatingly positive. Yeah. <laughs> Probably walks around with that dry erase marker around his neck at the house, drawing chores on lists. Yeah, but he's also like... Giving smacking people on the ass on the way out when they're brushing their teeth. He's such an ass. I remember him playing for uh, playing for Michigan. I remember him being the starting quarterback in 85, man. I remember him being the quarterback. And he's he the kind of first quarterback I remember people in Chicago talking about is Harbaugh. Well, he was they okay for the Bears. Yeah. Yeah, they, they. Ditka loved fucking Tom Zach. 
God. Mike Tom's hack. He was terrible. He was Joliet's He was own. so bad, The Bears man. love a local guy. They absolutely do. They totally do. So you love you a local guy. So, okay, okay. I'll be, I, I don't know. So I, I'm kind of on the fence with Fields. I, I just. McCarthy. He's a local guy. He's from yeah. Deer, Deerfield. We'll go get JJ. Trade Justin to the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons. We'll get JJ McCarthy in the fourth round. <laughs> The, the Chicago, and, and by the way, that's also the same voice when you're making racist statements about, there you go. You know, uh, hey, listen, there's a difference between blacks and, you know, with that one, Mason Graham. What is this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy's MAGA right there. Well, he's, you know. Now we'll make the sweeping judgments. You got to hear him speak a word first. We're happy to be here. Man. I'm just glad I don't got to play an unfair competitive advantage against any transgender athletes. <laughs> yeah, it's. Congratulations on a spectacular win. Ugh, boo. Where is the championship game this year? Where's it being played, you know? I don't know. Let's ask Google. It's either, I'm going to guess Miami or possibly Phoenix. Hey, Google, where is the national championship game of football this year? The college football playoff national championship takes place at NRG Stadium. What stadium? Hard R. It's in Houston. Oh, it's in Houston. The one that's next to the ashrams where oh. the Tejans play. Okay, okay. God, isn't that, when you see that picture of those two stadiums, and when I was a kid. It's still one of the most unused fucking stadiums on earth. <laughs> what, well, you, know, the, you remember the Silverdome, which you remember the Silverdome, of course. Yeah. The Silverdome event sold in like 06. For like four hundred thousand yeah. dollars, and then they just let it deflate <laughs> yeah. over the next fifteen years. <laughs> they were gonna—they thought they were gonna have like tractor pulls and shit. Isn't that amazing? That like something loses economic value. And, and the Astrodome. When I was a kid growing up, when I thought of the dome stadiums, and there was a, like the dome stadium back then, that was cutting edge technology. That was cutting edge stadium technology at Dome Stadium. You know, so the Astrodome was like this mythical, like oh my god. And when you see it next to the current stadium, it's like. Half the size of it, or so. it's teeny compared yeah. to it. Like what they build now, are so, there's so much more sophisticated and advanced structures. They really figured the engineering out. I think back then a lot of concrete was being poured and just like well, oh, and it's and like we talked about with the fashion. They want they this is what futuristic buildings are going to look like, and now everybody wants b stadiums to look like old twenty stadiums. Well, what's what the baseball did? Baseball. Well, although the smart thing <laughs> with baseball did is they were like, okay, we can't have the same sight lines. If, have you ever seen a game of Fenway? Have you ever been to Fenway or seen a game? No, in no, Fenway? no. Yeah, no. I, I have. It's got some. It looks like it's got deep set <laughs> stadium. Like it almost looks like there's seats in the street. Yeah, it, it's because you compare it to Wrigley. Look at Sarkeesian. He took a couple hits of fucking old fucking uh, <laughs> some black licorice flavored <laughs> liqueur before this. No, but but, but what happened? Oh, uh, oh uh, uh, no. With uh, we were saying. Wait, wait, wait. You compare Wrigley to Fenway, and Wrigley is such a better stadium. Wrigley is such a better old stadium. The sight lines in Wrigley are great. When you're in the upper deck, you feel like you're still in the action. I love the sight lines of Wrigley. It's totally like that was such a simple, smart design of, oh, have the, the seats kind of they face still, the infield. Oh, my God. They still got the poles. Yes. But, you know, at this point, I think that's like cute and that's just the electricians hey. oh no, you anyway, know what i'm saying <laughs> that's just what you see when you're in the bathroom hey. you know no but but, but oh, with but when you go to fenway it's really dude, the first i'm <laughs> slipping on the sound effects uh with fenway when you go to fenway there are seats literally where you're straddling an i-beam the uh, the sight lines are all messed up and weird 
it's part of its charm initially because it's Fenway, but when you sit in the outfield, in the right field seats, and you're 20 rows up, you're 500 feet from the action. I mean, it, you are far away from the action. So it's not like that. Wrigley's a better stadium, no doubt about it. It's good they moved the Bears out of there for football. Wrigley Field. I, I, I was watching <clears throat> a break. Do you ever watch Dave Volsky? You ever go on that? VLA yeah, yeah, yeah. He puts up good stuff. I, I go down that rabbit hole. All the time. And he had the Bears quarterbacks from 70 to 74. There's like 57 of them. It is. I mean, and, and their stats. <laughs> Bobby Douglas. I actually tracked it. Horrible. I asked my dad. So, yeah. And this is what I would like to know with you, too. Yeah. Just a quick five second if someone asked, like, Viking quarterback that you feel like represents your, like when you were a kid and you thought Vikings quarterback. Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton. Absolutely. So, and I asked my dad, ever. I go like, what is, who is your quintessential childhood? And he's like, I don't know. And then we, it's Billy Kilmer. <laughs> Not and, Billy Kilmer. No, he was, he was born in 60. So it was three years of Kilmer. He, and he was like, he goes, I kind of remember Billy Kilmer. No, Bob, no, Billy Kilmer didn't play for the Bears. Let me see who it was. He, he played for the, I think it was a, was a Bobby Wade. No. It may who was their quarterback in 60? They won the championship in 63. They beat the you know, people don't they beat the Giants with Y.A. Tittle. There's that famous photograph of that name. Y.A. Tittle was bleeding off of his head, and Y.A. Tittle was a deemed. I remember great watching a documentary about Y.A. Tittle, an ESPN thing in the '90s, and they talked to his daughter, and she was like 97 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember him. If you look at pictures of him, he literally looks like I, I don't know. He's 73 years old playing quarterback. Okay, in the it's NFL. Billy Wade. Yeah, Billy Wade. Exactly. So from 60. He doesn't remember Ed Brown and Zeke Bratkowski. So it was 61 to 63. It was only Billy Wade. And then it yeah. was Billy Wade and Rookie, Rudy Bukic, who apparently threw like a rifle, like had the fastest, like one of those lists of like the most, the greatest unknown quarterback of do, all time. Do you know what a great arm? Bobby Douglas had a great who arm. Who was that fucker from the Colts that had a Arch Schleicer? Arch Schleicer. Who was the backup that took over for him? There was oh. a quarterback that Bill Belichick claims is the fucking. Oh, no, 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 no. A Colts uh, quarterback. To, or Burt Jones. Burt Jones. When I was a kid, yeah. Burt Jones. Threw for like 9,000 yards in a year. No, Burt Jones was great. Was truly a great. When you watch, because I watched a bunch of highlights recently, the past couple of years, of NFL films from that era. You watch his deep pass. It's as good as any deep pass you see now. His deep pass was great. He was the MVP in 76. So as far as my dad's childhood, they couldn't win a, couldn't win a playoff. It's game. a mixture of Billy Wade. Well, they won, he was the quarterback in 63 when they beat the Giants, their second-to-last NFL championship. It's a mixture as far as my dad's for quintessential Bears quarterbacks. Let me flip this over wow. for, the, for the guys, for the boys. Um, it's a mixture of Billy Wade. Uh -huh. Jack Concanon and Bobby Douglas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Concanon was uh, was. Do, do you know they got Jack Concanon was traded? They traded Dedka for him. <laughs> oh, that's they traded because because he played for the uh, for the Eagles, and they showed some of his stats. There was a guy. A, it's hard to imagine Ditka being anything resembling a good football player because you just see his <laughs> old. He just doesn't look like it. That's back. Like you, we were even watching the Iron Claw earlier about yeah. pro wrestling. Yeah. All the old pro wrestlers were just fat, not a shame. Oh, and it's even kind of like that with old football players. Like oh, yeah. they're big guys, but it's like they don't have any muscle tone or <laughs> Mike Ditka is a Hall of Fame oh, tight uh, end. Absolutely. If I will say when he was coaching when I was a kid, you loved in, him in the eighties. People no, loved him. No, 
I hated Dick. I didn't like the He's Bears. He's MAGA because the yes, because the Bears were actually they were the best team in the '80s. They were they were the best team in the division for like six or seven years. They were very good. That's a long run. If you if you're good for six or seven years in the NFL, oh yeah, you've had a long run. If you look at him back then, you could tell this fucker was big. I mean, he was like in his 40s then this still. This fuckhead is huge. You know, That's he, very Midwest. You know, <laughs> The term of endearment of just like this motherfucking cunt. <laughs> but it's like a good thing. Yeah. I know. <laughs> this fuckface is the smartest guy on the block. <laughs> Did you, I mean, like seeing Didka. Good, thanks for the gesture, Adam. <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah. I, I had a meeting before this uh, week off from work. With with the uh, he was not the he wasn't the mayor of Hillside he was the right he was the chief of staff the concierge his name was like Joey Joey Bottom you know Joey Botta he had a total Italian name and, and it was just a meeting about we had to go back to the mayor and say listen we got to take these uh, the mayor wants us to put uh, um, uh, uh, balconies on the building that's adding two hundred and twenty thousand dollars in cost and we can't afford to do that. So he's got to go back and make a case to the mayor. Hey, can we take this off? We're value engineering the building. He, and I just explained to him, I was like, listen, uh, Joe, uh, we need to um, go to the mayor and talk about certain items. We're trying to value engineer the building because we can't go above a certain cost limit because we got to go back to Ida and ask. Yeah, Thanks, I, Sarah Adam. I, I, I appreciate that. That's a nice gesture. Appreciate You know, let me know that I, it makes total sense. It's above and beyond. <laughs> I got your casserole dish. <laughs> it was, I mean... It literally, it couldn't have been more Chicago. Is that here? We got it. Penis Junior, the man it. with no knees. Yeah, I'm uh, telling you, he's gonna be like Elway. Everyone's holding back. Everyone's back on him because of this injury. But I don't think it means shit. Dude. The Vi- the Vikings have talked about get I, penis, get I, Michael Penis Junior. I'm actually really happy about. You don't want him to get penis? No, no. <laughs> you don't want him to get a little penis. I, I'm junior? glad the Vikings that the, the wheels fell off. Their loss to the Bengals and to the Lions last week ripped the heart out of the team. So the, them and the Packers finished with the same. No, no, no the Vikings are going to be last record, play. right? No, 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 the Packs eight and eight. The Vikings are seven and nine. And when the Vikings lose next week, they're going to be in the last place. So they're going. The, you've never the, been Marsha. Uh, the crocious quote of the year for me. I've never been more confident of a Vikings loss in my entire life. Yeah, when they were up seventeen to three against the Bengals, was I right? Oh yeah, you of were. Of course, I was right. I mean, I, I told it, I told Larry that, and yeah. she laughed. And then when we, we were leaving, and I go, "God damn it, he was right." Of course, I'm right. I I have seen the script of this so many times. Do you know how many how many games I've watched the Minnesota Vikings on the road against a conference opponent late in the season? It might as well have been the New England Patriots in 1991 when I was yelling direct overtime game, Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon was a starting quarterback for the Vikings back then. He threw 63 passes that game. It's an overtime game. They passed to Steve Jordan, who was a pro bowler, a great tight end. And I'm yelling at the TV, do not fumble, do not fumble, do not. And he gets popped and he because they're in field goal range. And that was back. If you kicked the field goal, you won the game. You were going to win the game. They were so much better than that team. Outplayed them. I cannot tell you how many games like that the Vikings have had. And I could just see it's like because you know, a good team, when, when they got the inter- they don't know how to put a team away. The Vikings don't have the capacity to do that. When they're ahead by a score and have the ball and they're driving, they will inevitably make a mistake. They will inevitably make a mistake that, that then keeps the other team in the game. They cannot get up by two scores. They cannot. It is is very challenging. My man's wearing a hoodie. You know, so it's. I'm glad they're lo- they lost because they're probably going to get like the ninth to eleventh pick. It always throws me off when like 
basketball players wear the long sleeve shirts or like you see a hoodie <laughs> popping out of a football yeah. uniform. You're like, what the fuck? Did it's you, incongruent. Did yeah, you it. forget to take that off? <laughs> yeah, it was cold that, you know. Oh, so so Washington stopped Texas on that drive, their opening drive. Okay. Yeah, but but it uh, oh, I'm sure those Look guys that are guy. I tell you what though. Do you know remember Aaron? Aaron from back in Chicago, that African American guy. Oh, totally yeah, good yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. He's from Texas and, and he was just telling me about like I was like, what you know, politically, what's it like down there? He's like, listen, he said, honestly, the people, and you know this with Lair, the people, totally nice people. Like if if you oh, yeah. if you have a flat tire. I feel like Texas is the king of like don't ask. Like oh, yeah, they're nice, yeah. but then when you dig too deep, you're yeah. like, that's when they start talking about like how yeah. they, you know, what color their neighbors are, and you're like, yeah. ah, I should have left it surface level. Yeah, yeah. What's you know, it's also, I mean, it's conservative. It's definitely the. Oh yeah, oh my God, it's that for was a sure great, conservative. That was a oh oh what a move. Oh, this is a play, man. This is a. Play. Is he gonna score? No. Wow. That guy didn't give up. I give him credit. That was a huge play, man. Holy shit. I know someone from the state of Washington. I guess their, their receivers, Washington's receivers, are totally good. Like, they're th- the three oh, of yeah. our NFL players. I know yeah. someone from the state of Washington who said he's never been more excited for a sporting event than this game. Wow. Now, he hates the Seahawks because he's a Buccaneers fan. Uh, okay. Military brat. So, yeah. he, like, grew up in, in Tampa Florida, for, a little, yeah. for, like, those, those, like, sports consciousness years. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting how you can be from a hometown, but because you spent eight solid years here, like, no, I'm a, I'm a Buccaneers fan. Yeah. But every other sport, I like, the wa- I like Washington. Oh, and he's a Husky boy. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's you. Like, Vikings and everything else is pretty much Wisconsin. Well, no. I mean, what's weird with me. Well, yeah, me, you like, you're, you're pretty much D.C. Yeah, I'm all over the place because it was the 70s. I was an A's fan. If the Wizards got good, would you be like, okay, oh, yeah. let's go. Absolutely. I mean, it, do you understand how bad that franchise has been? Well, they were named after crime. So, like, <laughs> when you're when that's your history. Bullets. The bull, I think that's a killer name, by the way. I think Bullets is a pretty killer name, you know. Uh, and they, they were great in the 70s. They were the only team in the NBA to go to the playoffs every year during the 70s. They were a force in the 1970s. And then they just got bad in the 80s. They had, they had a few years of being somewhat They had Moses Malone for like two or three years. But, man, they've been a bad franchise. They won a playoff series against the Bulls when they had Gilbert Arenas. That oh, was yeah. their first playoff series victory Fucking in like gun, 24 gun years, man. Twenty. I mean, they literally have been the worst team in the NBA, you know, for for almost 40 years, which right. is pretty crazy. Woof, woof. My father had uh, season tickets to the Bullets, to Bullets, like in the mid-80s. Hell yeah. I saw Jordan. What arena did they play in? The Capitol Center. The Capitol Center. Yeah, it was. they had a big, giant television screen in the middle. I, I feel uh, like when they built the new one, they just called it the Capitol Center. Well, I wanted them to call the team the Washington Justice and call where they play the, the Ga- Supreme Court. I think you've, you've <laughs> bandied that about a few times. <laughs> So I, I'm going off on my tangents. No, here. this is the but, show's a tangent. Exactly. The whole show's a tangent. <laughs> we need tangents. We're not just watching TV. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think with uh, with yesterday's game, I'm just the Vikings will have a higher first round pick. I don't know one gives. Crozier says love timeless Dodgers. Oh, Ugh. at least it's a modern one. Yeah, I was I hoping know. it'd be something from 1987 or something like that. I did not like the LA. I didn't like the LA Dodgers. 
Oh, Madden was the manager. Really is he still the manager? Yeah, this is right before they got Dave Roberts. This oh. is 2015. It's looking like. Whoa. Because they got Dave Roberts because they lost out on Joseph Madden because the Cubs swooped in on Madden. I remember the World Series that year. It was Royals Giants. And during game five, it, the news broke that Joe Madden was like a free agent. And that's really the first time I remember a manager. It was a big deal that a manager was a free agent. Do you ever remember that in your life? <sighs> Boy, not. I mean, it was. Usually you just hired him, you know, it was a good old boy network. Even this year, the Cubs essentially like traded for Craig Council. Not, well, but he's like very highly paid too. Yeah, I know. I know that they, uh, I remember managers being traded back in the day. Uh, uh, the, the Chuck Tanner, who was the manager of the 79 Pirates, the We Are Family Pirates. You know, they won the Very World Series. Very fun team. Uh, he, he got traded by because the A's had him as a manager, and they traded him to the Pirates. They looked like they wore stove pipe, stove pipe hats. Absolutely. So we got a thing, 80s top 10. New Coke was terrible. It, it, isn't it unbelievable? The sex scandal? He was in a, you have to understand, his sex scandal was as big as any sex scandal. This happened in the, the 1980s? Yeah, 1988. He went to the Democratic Party what convention. What if that's on the top 10? Oh, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be... They nah, can't bring it that. on him, it's number one. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But yeah, in uh, in 88, he went to the Democratic Party convention in Atlanta, and, and he recorded him having sex, and the girl was 16 years old. Ooh. She, she was underage. I believe she was 16 years old, I think. Do you remember the Cola War, Crow? Absolutely. Ab well, I never drank either of them. Berlin Wall falling down. Yeah. It's about Coke versus Pepsi. Yeah, no, the Berlin Wall the falling down was... Do you know what a huge deal that was? Like, to be well, part yeah, of they that? did a Coke commercial on it. After I mean, fucking it. Jesus Jones got a song out of it. <laughs> Hell yeah. I listened to it right here right now last night. I'm alive and I'm waiting. We're going to break like, on Jesus Jones. It, it literally was like, for me, the Cold War ending, I personally felt a weight being lifted off of my shoulders. That is the God's honest truth. There was a real optimism. Oh, Max Headroom. I didn't know it was the neighbor from... Uh, the neighbor from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was Max. Was Max? Absolutely, Hedler. absolutely, yes. I was obsessed with Max. Hedler. I do remember. <laughs> yeah, my Max Headroom is. Do you remember that Duracell battery family in the nineties? Oh yeah, that was yeah. my Max Headroom. Yeah, no Max. Like you were like this was like cutting edge technological guy. I was just being ej ejaculated into my mom when this was going down. <laughs> this was like eighty six. Yeah, yeah, I'm just around the corner. I I never got into this. I never really got you it or like, saw it. So you I'm were 17. Six, yeah, so you were like out. Right, I would have been the age for, to be into you're this. You're out fucking putting these fingers up in front of your <laughs> friends' faces, dude. Smell it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so immature. But so true. You know, I mean, it's just like, what? do you realize how, okay, man. I, that, that I felt like. That kind of fell out in the, in like when you were 17 or 18, you got sort of over that. But if you were 14 or 15, your first time finger blasting a woman, like that, that was like, that was like here, you know. I never saw, I didn't see Blade Runner in the theater. I wouldn't have gotten it. I wouldn't have gotten Blade Runner. probably too long. I was 13. It you were still in your airplane era. Yeah. I never well, understood really Max Headroom and the appeal of it. It never made Max sense to me. Because it was like, hey, he's a futuristic animatronic character. You've never seen this. Oh, Ridley Scott directed Max Headroom. 
Like Ridley, most people assumed Max was a computer generated. It is insane how a lot of those sci-fi directors all like even David Fincher, I think, started out directing like fucking oh, he did music commercials videos. and music oh, videos absolutely. and stuff. Absolutely. I, I think Fincher, you, you know what I think he directed? I could be wrong. We should add, I probably am. But I want to say he directed Like a Prayer from Madonna. That'd be funny. I think if you were like, you know what he directed? I could be wrong. I think he directed seven. <laughs> and you just like threw that out there. No, but I, I, I could be wrong on that video. Oh, yeah, this dude. Oh, I'm just talking about my acting career as a, as a faux animatronic rubber man. Can you imagine someone doing that same thing, but as like a guy who was just in Pepsi commercials? <laughs> you know, every now and again, that can just gets really uncomfortable in your hand and just a grueling session of them placing the can and tab placement. And yeah, and they pulled Ridley Scott for this. Act it, out. It, looked, it actually was the most artistic thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I like it. See, I didn't drink Coca-Cola. I've never Coke drank Coca-Cola in. in my entire life. If you did, it was Pepsi then? No, I never drank cola. Do, do you want to? Was the it a only, Sprite, a lemon lime fam? Yeah. Do, do you know what I would? Well, my fam, my Shasta. mom did not buy it. My mom did not buy Fresca. that at all. I, I, when I was 14 years old, the summer of '83, I went through a pretty severe Mountain Dew phase. You know, I drank a lot of Mountain Dew. I th it's part of the reason why I think I was such a spaz. Yeah, that's like the heart. I love Ooh. how you were like, I don't drink cola. And then you're just like, but I did drink the most aggressively sugar pop of all time. <laughs> for when I was like 14. You I know, I don't it. drink beer. Ouzo for me. That's what it is. <laughs> but no, I, I've never, I've drank like less than a Coke in my entire life, as I've admitted on this. You know. I don't have a laptop. And I, don't I actually live out in the woods now. I don't, I hate these fuckers. You know, I don't actually, if it doesn't have a glued spine with pages, I don't touch it. <laughs> I don't look into the screen of a computer i'm very native in that sense i feel like it captures your personality into yeah. the machine i live i live on dirt i don't touch asphalt and if i do touch it it's not with a rubber shoulder suit i wear those toe shoes that make it seem like you're barefoot but you're not barefoot like oh i hate i hate the disconnected actor Oh, yeah, yes. The off-the-grid guy. Ed Bagley Jr. is maybe because he's the first one. Yeah. But anyone who's just like, you know, we sleep in mattresses with soybeans in it and all that <laughs> shit. You know, actually, the most uncomfortable thing is the way you're supposed to do it. This was huge. I, 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 have, I still have used the Spuds McKenzie, McKenzie line in jokes of mine. Dude, I was, so we watched The Burbs. Oh yeah, over the the holiday, yeah. And old fucking Rick Dukeman does a Spuds McKenzie joke. Ugh. They scare Tom, and he's like, "Oh, Spuds McKenzie, what are you jumping?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that was probably a reference of the time." Do you have any idea what a big deal Spuds McKenzie well, he was? was? Five foot two, and he dunked right. No, no, no. That that's Spud Webb. Okay. Spuds McKenzie was the oh, super was party a animal. Web, it was a Spud Webb reference then. Legitimate commercial. Yeah, Kenzie, he's a super party animal. Like he literally it's an had ugly a, fucking dog. Well, it's a pit bull. You know, it, that was a complete. Wouldn't that be funny if everyone's pumped about Spuds McKenzie and then an old Can white Karen orders a cop to kill it because? Of, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, just go back about thirty. I want to see. Oh, I can't go back. This is TV. Oh shit! It's right. Just said we're not taking this whole thing. Seriously. See, that's a guy who didn't become a director. 
It's like yeah, dude. I'm still trying <laughs> to like it goes you know. Down and smoother for the consumer. Within weeks, Spuds makes the talk show. She, on the far right there, the African American woman. She was in a. Um, you, you would recognize her. She was in a, any given Sunday. She was a Jamie Foxx's character's okay. love interest. Oh, okay. You know, you, you recognize. No, I th- you're, you're I, I know her you're again. About. Yeah, she's she's really quite pretty. She was. I think she was also in. Uh, what was that movie in the mid '90s, directed by Forrest Whitaker? About oh, oh I wish they, they would have went through. They said, and then at the height of his career, he's hit by. So oh. and they should have said a car. Yeah. <laughs> he. I have a punchline for a joke when I talk about going to a a, a, a county fair. You know, and 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 this guy uh, uh, who runs the dart tossing game. You toss the dart, you mm-hmm. win a, you pop a balloon, you win a prize. You remember that? And, oh yeah. And the guy was trying to convince him to play this one time. He said, "Look at all these great prizes you're going to win. Look at these great prizes. You get over here, big guy. Get over here. Look at these. Hey, dude, tall guy. Hey, hey. Look at all these great prizes you can win. Yeah, I, I think I want your thirty pound stuffed pink elephant for the corner of my bedroom. You know. You know? And, 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 you know, and you for, didn't have a gal you were going to shove that in her hands? And, she, and for 32 years, I've been looking for a Spuds McKenzie wall mirror, and now I found it. That, that, that's the third of that series of three. I love the carnival <laughs> gift. I love those oversized carnival gifts because yeah. it's sweet, but you're almost telling the girl, I have a crush on you. This is your problem now. Yeah. <laughs> you're handing that. That's really, it's like the total signal. Yeah. Of like, yeah, yeah, it's your. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that's funny. But yeah, no, yeah, those games. But remember, can we can we fucking can I feel you up now though? Remember that uh, a lot of feeling up going on in the eighties. The uh, the uh, while Journey was playing, uh, a, 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 a lot of like uh, remember that machine gun game? You could shoot the red star out. It was like a, it was a machine uh, machine gun BB gun. You got like hundred and fifty rounds. I could not shoot that red. Th- you know that thing was impossible to shoot that out. Crochets out there, you win just a prize, like- you know. You can win that nativity scene painted on the side of a circular saw blade. You know what I mean? That those are my jokes. Crocious wanted to be no, pe- wanted like people that. to react like <laughs> But instead they were just like it didn't happen like that. <laughs> sure. You know, you need to. But yeah, uh, I uh, pick a cleaner and enjoy. Yeah, so I, I love these commercials because look at how the, there's no way these people aren't slaves. Listen how much she paid. And I think you will too. This bitch paid $18 to get a whole crew to come clean her house. There's no way those people aren't slaves. Yeah, well, that's they're, they're undocumented. They're undocumented? All right, I'm going to switch batteries for AKA you real quick. AKA illegal. They're illegal. <laughs> you got okay. a crocious battery switch. You know, that was... Uh, yeah, but I am happy. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not really happy because the Viking season was an ultimate disappointment. But it, the season was over when Cousins Pothis Achilles tendon. That's when the season was over. Because they had worked their way back to 500. Uh, and, and he had a, a couple of very good games before he popped his Achilles tendon. He doesn't pop his Achilles tendon. They actually they, they go to the playoffs. But that happened. So they had four quarterbacks start playoffs. this year. Their quarterbacks were really bad. Jaron Hall. You know, I didn't realize that took place in 1996. Oh, yeah. Playoffs. To me, that's like 99. And I also didn't realize Mora was the coach for Peyton Manning's rookie year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I remember Peyton Manning's rookie year. I guess I just didn't give a shit about head coaches. Yeah, you didn't think about that stuff back then. Uh, Tony and- <laughs> Dungy, I actually, moving from Tampa Bay to, to Indianapolis was the first time in my life I remember people really, like, shitting their pants over, like, oh, my God, they got Tony Dungy. The Colts are going to win yeah. the Super Bowl. Like, it was a for sure, like, well, the Colts are going to be a dynasty now. Yeah, but but then the ironic is thing it is... Is it because he never had an offense, and now they're saying, like, well... They're giving Dungy Peyton Manning, so that defense is going to be Hall of Fame. Yeah. So now, 
obviously. Well, we're going to coach the defense well enough, and then we're going to have like the best quarter, one of the top three quarterbacks of his era, you know, play. You know, you have that quarterback. When you have that quarterback position, it masks so many flaws in your team. So, yeah, penis went to yeah. Indiana. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you Mora did? He's torn the, oh. the same knee twice. Yeah, that, that's... That, to me, just means it's, like, ready to fuck. You can't fuck with that knee now. Now he'll blow his left one out? Yeah, well, it, it, that's, I think, what uh, Teddy Bridgewater had. Yeah, and when, look how long Ted, Theodore played. He played until... He's going to retire after this year. He said he's going to retire. Yeah. But you know something? Uh, I give him a credit be, for... I think he's going to be a coach or something. Oh, yeah. He, I guess he's completely respected in the locker room. Like Bridgewater's they, a totally respected guy in the locker room. He said, he was like, I feel like at the end of the day, my legacy is not going to be on the field. Yeah. Like, he goes, I totally feel like I have, I meet, like I can impact the game. Yeah. If I'm a coach. He'll be a quarterback coach or Absolutely. something like that. Oh, I'm sure he'll get a job right away. I mean, if you've been an NFL quarterback for 10 years, you, you pick some things up. Reggie I, Wayne is the wide receivers coach for the Colts. Oh, he is? Yeah. See, I used to... I That's thought, why people were mad when they hired Saturday. They were like, Reggie Wayne is right there. If you're going to hire, if you're going to do a uh, Nepo hire... Th- that organization is a dumpster fire. Dude, do you know what the you Jim know? Ursay collection is? Oh, 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 oh. oh my God. Yeah, no, I'd, like to, I'd like to see it. I'd like to hear about it. But yeah, it, it just... Um, yeah, it, yeah, but you have a good quarterback, and then when you have a bad quarterback, it's, I mean, watching the first half of the Viking game yesterday with that rookie out of BYU, it was embar- It was difficult to watch. I mean, he literally, you could just see it. He could not process information. You could just, oh, I mean, yeah. it was really obvious. And I've seen some bad quarterback play. And the Vikings hey, look have who you're talking bad quarterback. Who is the worst? When you think of like truly a quarterback, you just hated and stunk for the Bears. I think I, Rick Meyer. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, he, yeah, he played, it, but he didn't play enough. Yeah. So like, probably like a guy who played, but you were like, this guy is not good. But he still played like he play, still played three or four years. You know. You know, Jim. You like Jim Miller, but didn't I like you? Jim Miller. I that's know. the thing. Like he didn't. <laughs> he had that one good year. I gotta say, and that's why I never got until Grossman. This whole like, oh, the Bears have never had good because Kramer played until 1998. Kramer so from 95 to 98, he was decent. Yeah. And then they went from like Rick Meyer, Steve Stenstrom, Moses Moreno. It was like a flop yeah. between those guys. Oof. There was never a consistent one. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think that is more of the show of how they've never developed a quarterback is they so have never had a consistent quarterback. There isn't even one I hate. Oh, because yeah, they're yeah. constantly changing they're just them. churning into that position. I remember really hating guys like Craig ooh, Krenzel ooh, ooh, and like fucking... Cade McNown. Was Cade McNown in there? Of, yeah. Of like, yeah. Well, no, because I was pumped about Cade McNown. But he was terrible. He was not a yeah, good quarterback. Yeah, but I was, I was young enough to where I was like, no, you olds don't know what you're talking about. He's just yeah. wait. I was a just wait type of kid. Yeah. yeah. Very positive. My yeah. family beat that out of me quick. <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, so the Jim Ursay, so we know, we'll get back to other stuff. So you remember, every now and again, a sports owner has gets enough money, enough cachet. He goes, I'm going to start a band. The guy who does the New York, who owns the New York Knicks has his own little group. Oh, God. So I'm, oh. I'm watching TV one day and I see an advertisement for the Yamama Casino. <laughs> and I see this thing called the Jim Ursay Collection. Oh. <laughs> oh my god look at him we're gonna yeah. watch the also uh jim ursay uh he likes to fire he's water. playing casinos. let's put it that way well he's like he likes i to think fire that's water. like he would like fight you if he heard you because he's like sober now I well think. uh he had 
multiple DUIs. Oh, he's got the voice multiple. of someone who like his throat sounds like pills. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like pills. We're not trading Jonathan Taylor. God. Ugh. Here we go. They have their 832 subscribers. We need to get more <laughs> subscribers than Jim Ir- the Jim Ursay collection. Yeah, I, I, I want to see this. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's here's a commercial. This is Jim Ursay's band. Going to Chicago, you know, going to a big city. Oh, it's a casino. It's going to be on a boat. Look at him hobble up there. He makes the Colts team. Is him shaking his head? That's amazing. <laughs> we got to get a better one. That's amazing. It's him. He just pays all these musicians who have some ability. I'm going to go up and just sit in a chair <laughs> and just you go, just say one, two, three. What are you, the Ramones? One, two, three, four. <laughs> one, two, three, four. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, that's him in New York. That, that looks like a good this one. This is a hometown show. Probably. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. Why someone? This is is Nirvana. I was gonna say. Oh my God! Are they gonna do a quick comparison? They punched Kurt Cobain. Oh, ouch! I was a very famous. Oh oh, man! Yeah, yeah, that that happened. I I know, (laughs) dude. I saw that when I was like eight. Fuck that guy! Break that guy's arm. The, the best owner, Jim Ursay, just added another piece of music history to his collection. He won the auction for Kurt Ugh. Cobain's guitar. For How annoying like is Team that? Spirit. Ursay confirmed the news and tweets thanking the Cobain. I'm going to do cocaine off of it. All right, let's get to the fucking. It's also, here. it's like, it shows how old it is. It got just sucked up. I'm going to try and find thing. the Yamama commercial. That, that, it's pretty incredible. I, I, listen, dude, this has been great. I, I, I've been totally into the Jim Ursay collection. I'll be honest with you. It's been good, <laughs> you know. And then I want to do a video after this myself. But yeah, well, that's why I, I, oh, I yeah. want to see more of this because it's this is the whole like image and facade. I'm gonna do a tour with my white man blues. I'm Jim Ursay. <laughs> it's what I do. One, two, three, four. I got white man blues. That's right. They're gonna try to tax me more, even though I'm worth eight hundred and fifty million dollars. I got it really tough. That's our viral clip right there. That'll go well with uh, you know kids and you know what they. <laughs> You know what the kids think these days. I know what the kids think these days. All right, here we go. The Jim Ursay Band. It's a collection because they're literally there against their will. (laughs) Uh, He's smoking a butt. Look at him. Uh, Thank you for being here. I paid all of you. What is this? Are they in a mall? Is Debbie Gibson going to come out and do a duet? Listen to the echo in there. Do this one for you. It's called Hurt. Not a lot of people to absorb that sound. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Look at him. He's smoking a butt. <laughs> a little a fucking heat rocket. Is that even a, a lung dart? He's just sitting. What is he going to read? Some poetry? Oh, he's singing later? fucking. He's singing the fucking Hurt. <sighs> I hurt my franchise with my ownership. This is. How this is not like more known or like 
Run your football team, dude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're a disaster. Like their front office is all messed up, and they, well, like, yeah, look at where it is. This is the front office. Yeah, God, this motherfucker wants to be fucking uh, Steve Miller. So many of these football teams are not well run. You know, my middle you know? name is Boz, right? <laughs> fucking Boz Skaggs, Ursay. He went to Wisconsin. Boz Skaggs. Yeah. Black, I love black, Lido Shuffle, dude. Uh, That's a great song. A lot of black folks like uh, like Boss Guys. You can two-step to it. You can two-step to you it. You know? This is unbelievable. Let's get he's, an original, dude. I'll tell you this much. His band behind him, well, I'm sure he's paying them well. They ain't that bad. All right, here we go. You know? This looks like from the page. It's got to be an OG. Oh, I love it. I love the whole, like... We're in public. We're just going to break into song. Well, he's looking at the Washington Monument. Yeah. Oh, uh, this will be all like weird and jingoistic. When we go over to a country <laughs> and we got weaponry that no one else has and we murder them by the bushel load and then we pawn it off as freedom. But there, there, there. So. <laughs> Boy, he's singing fucking blowing in the wind. Wow. You guys ever seen movie Forrest Gump? Let's do that fucking You see, thing. he's just, he's woke too. He's redneck and well, he's literally a Renaissance American who's integrated the right and the left together. You know, I'm really just a liberal, except for I want billions of dollars. <laughs> You're my friend when you take my five million dollars. It's just, God. The solution to our budget deficit is there. The rich should pay more taxes. That's it. That's it. All right, what do you, you know, got for me, Crow? What video do you want kay, to watch? Okay, if we can look it up, spell it out. It's the uh, preview for the 1976 exploitation movie, Brotherhood of Death. And Brotherhood of Death, well, when you watch it, you will see it. It's, uh, it's dated. We'll just say that, okay? And as you know, one of the themes I always have when I'm going off on my tangents here is when I was a kid growing up and the shadow that the Vietnam War cast upon the culture was still pretty real. When it ended in your childhood, right? Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, Keith. It didn't end until the first Gulf War was won. That's the end of Nam. Yeah, that truly is. That that was the end of the Nam phenomenon. Even in the 80s, and they had built the military. They jacked up a ton of money into the military okay. with Reagan. The three they minute, Oh, they, we have the whole movie on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, but we, you, this preview is amazing. The the editing is also like weird. Okay, watch this. I love this. You're going to love it. Black exploitation movie. Brotherhood of Death. Because, you know, there was a bunch of paratroopers in Vietnam. Black exploitation movie. Brotherhood of Death. And look Hang at on, this. I got to fix the camera. You can keep going. Yeah. You, you, oh, yeah. You, you got to hear this. It's uh, the, the narration. Here we go. Can you hear him? Can you hear it? Protect themselves back home too. Brotherhood. Brotherhood. They even had him say it. Brotherhood. <laughs> Listen to the. Ooh, is I that know. a little nip? Yes. Let's go back. Okay, let's watch from the beginning again. You're going to be blown away because I'm telling you, 
you've got it, it's this is unbelievable. This is the Red Band trailer. Look again, because there were so look many the, paratroopers oh, look in at Vietnam. That. Well, what is this D-Day? <laughs> this is I love it. Look at the, the, Give me two shirtless honkies on a cannon. Watch this. <laughs> Listen. To this. this is like actual nom footage. And protect themselves. They learn fast. They learn good. <laughs> they learn so good. They could protect themselves back home. <laughs> Listen to this narration. Brotherhood. Of death. Brotherhood. They're raping me. So high. They're raping me, brother. Listen, listen. And Whitey started getting it back. <laughs> listen. Dude, can we go back another 20 seconds? You gotta hear this. You gotta hear this again. You gotta hear this again. Holy Christ. It, it's, it, listen. It, it, Those dude, guys are MAGA. This is unbelievable. I'm telling you. It, it's it's <laughs> so high. Whitey sure did ask for it. And Whitey started getting it back. <laughs> and Whitey started getting scared. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. Fucking Charlton Hessen right there. A young Robin Williams. You see, this is the same thing, man. This is 50 it's years not, later. That's the thing. Like, this can't, like, they really are. Yes. Like, you're spouting black exploitation fucking hate. <laughs> To protect white folks, not niggas. Listen, listen, listen. Did he say the N word? Yes. I am paid to keep the peace. Nigga lover. <laughs> if they want war, man, let's give it to them. Fucking Deacon Jones. Oh, oh yeah. Listen, listen. Is that listen Deacon us. Jones? Yeah. Listen. And call yourself dragons? Yeah. And burn crosses? And all the dockies were shaking their shoes. <laughs> These dockies. Listen are to the list of stars here. In. Listen to the stars. Brother. Brotherhood of death. Brotherhood. I love how he had to say it like See that. Brothers fight fire with fire. <laughs> Revenge a sister's rape. A brother's death. A brother's death. Black people got our own big boys, guys. <laughs> a murder vote of their See only the white friend. Stick it to the clan. <laughs> brothers is the one who gave the clan the K. It's cooler. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a lot of long scenes. See Roy Jefferson and Mike Thomas, stars of the Washington Redskins. <laughs> Another problem unto itself. Oh, dude, dude, they, they had like Grant, Reggie Rucker. Reggie Rucker. Reggie played for the Plays for the Redskins, which is also unto itself a <laughs> racial slur, and it's fucked up that we're allowing so it on it's here. It's all these football. Mean Joe Green was in this. Brotherhood of Death. From Downtown Distribution Corporation. Rated From Inner City Production. I, I, I want to go back to like to minute. I want to go back to minute like one fifteen. Okay, I want to hear the whitey. Yeah, let's go back a little bit further. No, let's go back a little bit. There we go. There we go. Yeah, right here, right here. Here we go. He just wants to see the boobs. Whitey. And whitey started getting it back. And whitey started getting scared. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That dude. sounds like the pre-NFL guy. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers started getting scared, <laughs> brother. Against our white culture. Defile our Christian civilization. Oh. It, it, <laughs> brother, 
Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Dude. A picture that explodes on the screen with dynamite action. Dynamite was a 70s JJ adjective. Walker, love it. So he dynamite. didn't invent that. That was just like, he what? just put the inflection on it. Yeah, that, that was kind of of the time. Dynamite. You know they offered that to OJ. I bet you they probably did, because OJ was acting. He, he'd already been in a... In the disaster movie Towering Inferno before this. I mean, he tried, He was in a Capricorn 1. I mean, he was obviously the naked gun. OJ had an acting career. The nude gun. Isn't that crazy? Like you, That era of like, hey, you're just a name. You're an athlete. Oh, good play. So we're at an hour. Do you want to take a break or not? Let's take a break, yeah. All right. Watch a little bit of this. But do the, I think good for good first half. A lot of good energy. I felt I felt good, but I felt concentration was good. We didn't lose our train yeah. of thought that bad. All right, we'll see you on the other end. Power. At Blue Cross Blue Shield, we've been protecting millions of people for over 75 years. It's what gives us the experience and understanding to help you find a plan that fits where you are today and where you'll be tomorrow. Get spring break styles for the entire family. Tees and tanks for just $5 and thousands of other amazing styles all on sale. Run to Old Navy. There are moments that define who we are, what we stand for, and where we're going. Made with pride, crafted with passion. Jeep Cherokee, find- 155 now for Adunze. Very entertaining first quarter. The All-State Sugar Bowl in this college football playoff semifinal. I'm going where cheese dreams come true. I'm going to Cheese It World, baby. Cheese It, official sponsor of the college football playoff. It's game time, and we're making a Twisted Tea drop. Twisted Tea fans love football and the refreshing taste of Twisted Tea Hard Ice Tea. Real brewed tea and a 5% kick of alcohol. Twisted Tea Hard Ice Tea. Keep it twisted. What makes a carnival vacation fun? A little bit of everything for everyone. Like being this far above sea level, and this deep in relaxation, with your very own spot to admire the view, and dozens of places to share a meal. Dishing up delicious food from some familiar faces. So no matter what you choose, no one does fun like Carnival. They come from London. Their music you will find very different.
Texas fans did not get what they were hoping for. It's Ryan Watts. And Watts is engaged with Nate Kalepo, and Kalepo's trying to pull out. This is a new rule that was instituted a couple of years ago as we look at the AT&T connected cam. He goes low on Kalepo, and that has been taken out of the game because of injury and a wise call there by the official. So five penalties against Texas and none against Washington. First and goal from inside the two. Dylan Johnson got hit behind the line of scrimmage and stopped for no gain. Alfred Collins, backup defensive tackle, had the penetration. It's not just Sweat and Murphy up front, as Tavondre Sweat reminded us yesterday when we went to meet with him. He brought seven other defensive linemen <laughs> with him. Said it's not just me and Murphy. Each one as impressive as the next. They're all very disruptive and really put together a complete unit for Pete Witkowski. Second and goal. Panix under center. Watch the fullback dive. And it's Johnson for the touchdown. They line him up as an offset fullback with Bernard behind Penix. Second touchdown for Dylan Johnson. And they get motion, jet sweep motion to get flow from the linebackers at the second level. And they just hand it right there underneath to Dylan Johnson. He walks into the end zone, which is not something that's very easy to do against that Texas defensive front. Both of these teams so well coached on offense. Creativity. Brady grossed the extra point. They went 80 yards in nine plays to take their second lead of the game. Johnson just 10 yards on seven carries, but he's been in the end zone twice. Some people just know that the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Paul. You don't want to ride with Paul. Or Sarah. Not today, anyway. And you don't want a rate based on Ben. He's got some important business to take care of. Why would you pay a rate based on anyone else? With Allstate, you're connected to a rate based on you. Helping millions save more for the things that matter most to them. Whatever you're saving for, we're all better off with an ally. Get back to work. Oh. <laughs> $5 duo at Burger King. Double up flavors when hunger dings. Whopper Junior and Royal Crispy Wraps for lunch, linen, dinner, or late night snack. BK, have it your way. Who am I? You sure you want to know?
Chevy Silverado. With available Super Cruise connected by OnStar, only Super Cruise lets you drive hands-free and tow hands-free. It'll help you get to the adventure energized, and it'll help drive you home. Taco Bell and the college football playoff are bringing the best of the regular season to the college football playoff by creating the Live Moss student section. Taco Bell has provided tickets for students from schools participating in both CFP semifinal games and the national championship. The most passionate fans can cheer on their team. This is a very loud venue ordinarily and even more so tonight. Brady Gross a touchback. Texas has a lot going right now with misdirection offensively. They get things started with the split zone. Watch the linebackers run into each other because of that movement. And it's a big gain for Baxter. Similar play here. A little more movement with the jet sweep as well. It stays play side. And Baxter continues to run hard. And then the touchdown for Blue is all washed down by the left side of the offensive line. He cuts it all the way back and powers his way into the end zone. Steve Sarkeesian putting a lot on those linebackers for Washington with misdirection and eye violations. Sarkeesian, of course, a former head coach at the University of Washington for five years, his first head coaching job. Latavion Sanders dropped immediately. Yulufoshio again for Washington for a three-yard loss. Yulafoshio, a great job of identifying this. They throw this little screen to Sanders all the time, and it's been very effective. When he's on the field, this defense has been really different. He's missed a bunch of time the last couple years. Mueller steps up, throws, and it's incomplete. Very well covered. Intended for Xavier Worthy, Jabbar Muhammad had the coverage. He's an outstanding player, second team All-Pac-12 in his first year in Washington after three at Oklahoma State. Texas is 0 for 3 on third down, and this one is third down and 12. A screen for Whittington. And he got to the 31, still four yards short of the line to gain. Cameron Fabriculanen made the tackle for Washington. And after a bit of a hesitation, the punt team will come on. Texas has got to stop with the negative plays. They've been behind the sticks multiple times in this pass rush for Washington. I know, statistically speaking, not great. They could certainly have an impact, though. So Sarkeesian and his staff, they need to stay on schedule moving forward. Bernard Wooden muffed the kick! 
And Texas has it. He tried to catch it at about knee high, and he did not corral it. Maurice Blackwell came up with the football for the Longhorns at the Washington 22. What a huge mistake here as Bernard, like you said, John, tries to catch it off his shoelaces, doesn't play it properly. The AT&T connected cam shows that Texas clearly secures it no problem whatsoever. Just a first critical mistake for Washington that they played so clean and so beautifully in the first 19 minutes of the game. All right, we're coming back, guys. from Michigan State. Crocious is getting something out of his jacket pocket. Went to the Washington campus for a bit, decided to transfer to Michigan State. By the way, here to announce the return of KeithPazel.com. KeithPazel.com slash live to watch Twitch live if you don't want to go to actual Twitch. All the episodes are going to be up. TV League will, will be available through the blog so you can see all that nonsense. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this was a total, like, yep, you cost your team something, man. That was a bad, that, that was a bad turnover. That kills you. Uh, Washington was going to start, uh, had the possibility of taking the game over, and uh, that's not going to happen now if, if Texas can score a touchdown. So Texas oh. also has a big, is this Quinn Ewers or is, or is the younger Manning starting? That's their big debate here. Also, welcome uh, to the chat. Is it one of Manning's Ponte. Rob Aponte is in the chat. Hey, Rob. Say hello to doing? him. Good to see you. Uh, are You're you okay, chatting Rob. through KeithPazel.com or actual Twitch, Rob? I'd like to know. If the Twitch, <laughs> sometimes the chat doesn't work in a, in a side website. Like it'll tell you to log into Twitch. And then you go back to the website and it just keeps telling you to like log into uh, Twitch. Okay. Oh. Uh, we're going to go over some TV league numbers here. That play killed him. Excellent. I TV will league. admit that I don't have last week's ready, but the week before I do, because we haven't done a show since December night, so some things have happened. Suits is losing its foothold in the streaming portion of the top 10. Okay, okay. Uh, Grey's Anatomy's really getting at there. The Crown, a lot of a lot of varying number ones because of new, new seasons debuted. Crushes. Okay, okay. Good to hear. We're gonna. We're still gonna have the game up in the corner here, but we're going to the main shot here. Yeah, absolutely. This is a. Yeah, this. This is a good game. Yeah, this was a, that turnover was huge. So we are looking at this is week 16 of the TV League, December 11th through December 17th. Our broadcasting top 10. So obviously the way it goes, we keep track of the top 10. The top five scores points. Yep. 50 points for four, first place. 40 points for second place. 35 for third. 32 for fourth. 30 points for the fourth. I've been adding two points for each demographic and uh, person percent change. You'll see it on screen. Uh, Texas scored. Yeah, that play was huge. They know how to fucking beef up a running back and just run them down the gut. Yeah, well, they uh, they uh, they recovered that fumble. That, 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 that punt was fumbled. That was a huge play. At the 20, they had a short field. The Vikings, the Vikings could not do that. The Vikings can't do that. Like when they get a turnover like that, they can't just convert it into, into seven points. You know when you, when you play a good team and you make a mistake like that and they score a touchdown? Yeah. Like that's something the Vikings cannot do. They cannot do. They don't know how to do it. 
It, it's, you know, I, whatever. I, I'm glad they're going to get a higher first-round choice because I want them to trade up to get a quarterback. So the Sunday night football game yes. uh, between the Ravens and the Jaguars took the first place spot. 13.47 million viewers. Oh, that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the, yeah, this is going to be... It had a 33% change in uh, decrease in viewership, so it didn't get any extras. The demo also shrunk a little bit. Second place was the Fox Sports overrun. Then you had Strictly Come Dancing. Let's go 34. <laughs> and then it got an extra that, two that, points that. because it increased its viewership. So it, a 3% increase, so that's 37 points for Strictly Come Dancing. Is it in third place? Third or? place. Th- that, that show has staying power. Most of the British shows get nudged out throughout the week. And Strictly, Strictly Come, or every now and again, uh, an episode of uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, it took fifth place. Strictly so, Come Down. So then Monday Night Football between the Packers and Giants took uh, 32 points, but it also increased viewership and demo, so it got an extra four points. So that's 36 for that Monday Night for Monday Night Football. And then I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, took the 30 points. Uh, uh, I'm happy about it. I'm happy about the Green Bay Packers because they still think Jordan Love might be a good quarterback. See, I hope... I hope I don't feel about Fields how the Packers fans feel about Love. I hope there's more optimism, at least in a neutral's heart, for Justin Fields than Jordan Love. Like, would if if I were like, do you think that's a comparable debate of if the Bears should keep Fields versus if the Packers should keep Love? I oh, think Fields is a more electric, clearly more electric oh, and a better he, player. He's a better athlete. Uh, but you know, in terms of what I tell you, what that I, I got to admit this with the Pack, I have to admit this. Uh, they're young players. That guy Reed. They've got some offensive playmakers. If they can develop something there, they could be a pretty tough offense. Uh, I can see the fundamentals in there. Uh, I want them to think Love is a good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. He's not. He's not a Rodgers or a Favre. He's not a legendary quarterback. I think he's decent. So they're going to invest in him for a while. And, he's decent, and, and, and he won't. Uh, he won't lead them to a Super he's Bowl. He's decent. That, that, that's my sense. Uh, his fundamentals are too kind of botched up sometimes. Uh, but the Vikings, their defense just quit yesterday. I mean, they really went after him on, on media, like after the game. The, the, I mean, the, the, the uh, podcast I go to was very critical. Very critical. But the fact is, the Vikings had their heart ripped out from the What's previous the two games. What's the podcast you listen to, Skull Pur- North? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple Daily, Score North. And uh, there's a guy, Judd Zelgad, who's like my age and uh, been a Viking fan for one year shorter than I have. And he covers them in the Star Tribune. And God, man, New Orleans is such a cool city. Look at that street, man. It's such a cool city. I love New Orleans. Even though it's very touristy where they were at, they weren't in Frenchman. Frenchman Street's where you go. That's where gay New Orleans is at. It's the gay neighborhood of New Orleans. But it's actually a totally cool street. There's a lot, 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 I mean, a lot of interesting, like, you know, restaurants there and, you know, musicians. And it's, kind of, it's, not, it's off the beaten path a bit, you know. So. I was in your way. <laughs> I love New Orleans. Been there once, only one time. See, I want to go. I want the Vikings to play in a Super Bowl down there. Because I want to go. When to you a, were a kid, that was like the Super Bowl. Like, what were the Super Bowl destinations you oh, remember as a kid? There were three destinations. Three destinations. Miami. Miami was that. Super Bowl thirteen, the second Cowboys Raider one. That was in Miami. I mean, Miami was common back then, particularly early on. I mean, that's where Super Bowl three was at. That's where Super Bowl two was at. They had back to back Super Bowls in Miami. Two and three were both in Miami. You know. Uh, but but also it was uh, Los Angeles. L.A. was big. The Coliseum was huge. L.A. got it Super Bowl yeah. one. They had Super- didn't they fuck around with the Orange Bowl every now and again? 
and yeah, M- Miami was also in there too. Yeah, M- I, feel I said like Miami that, was first yeah, yeah. one. That's what I said. Yeah, <clears throat> and then yeah. what? What one had stay? What did Stanford do? That was the first. That, uh, was, that, that was the uh, Dolphin Forty Nine er one. But uh, L A. L A. was L A. was Super Bowl one. Super Bowl seven with the Dolphins' perfect season. Super Bowl eleven with the Vikings losing to the Raiders. And Super Ooh, Bowl seventeen. He's flinging it. Super Bowl seventeen. Oh, he caught that. Wow. What a delayed fucking broadcast. Uh, Super Bowl 17 was the Riggins, the Riggins run against the... They had four Super Bowls. He's MAGA. And Super Bowl 5. Super Bowl, uh, the fifth one was Super Bowl 27, which was the first Cowboys-Bills one. I mean, L.A. was a destination. But then L.A. died until a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. But then also New Orleans. Now... Miami, oh, yeah. New Orleans, and L.A. In my that head, was the Superdome was built for the Super Bowl, and the New Orleans just benefited from it. Like, the Saints <laughs> just got to play there. But, like, that was built for the... They didn't call it the Superdome because of the fucking Saints. I know. <laughs> they were the terrible, fuck out of here. too. Do, do you know... I think I've said this before on the... I think I've said this before on the show. <laughs> the... Uh, the upper deck of the Superdome, they, I used to, when I was a kid, I was like, why do they have different colored seats? They'd have like a purple seat and a black one and kind of a tan one and then like a copper looking one and would kind of flash by. And the reason why they did that is because they were so bad back then that then when the camera would pan by, they wanted people to not pick up that there weren't they people in the seats. They wanted to look like different shirts. Yeah, it was like different. Oh, that's so fucking I mean, they, fantastic. They did that. It was like, wow. I mean, that's how bad. they saw the attendance and they were like, oh. Oh no! I watched. I watched. This is this is the time I have in my hands. I watched the '77 Buccaneers win their first game against the Saints. I watched that, you know, within the past six months, like on YouTube, and it was it was the first victory in, in Buccaneers history. They were 0 26 their first 26 games, and that Saint team they beat them in the Superdome. That Saint team was god awful. Archie Manning, that same team was unwatchably bad. Hank Stram was their coach, and they were terrible. They were 3-11 that year, and the Buccaneers killed them. And the Buccaneers were an awful football team. But I remember watching that. It was so obvious. In the Superdome. Super, that's why I want the Vikings to play in, in New Orleans. In the Superdome? Yeah, in the Superdome. The Bears wanted in the Superdome. Absolutely. And then they played at the Miami at Joe, at Joe Robert. Joseph Robbie yeah, Stadium, yeah, yeah. They played which Miami was pro, the one. pro player stadium when exactly. I was a kid because of the company, and then it was went through a bunch of weird. Now it looks cool. It looks like a side. It's Hard yeah. Rock, yeah. stadium now. Absolutely, it looks like a soccer stadium yeah. now. They have the overhang over everything, but Absolutely. the field. They it have very to much have it. It looks like the San Siro in Italy. You know what they say? Yeah, yeah. Strictly come dancing. You need to have that because you're in the sun otherwise, and you're going to just melt. You know, and with cl- with global warming, you have to think about that. But yeah, yeah, with, uh, but when was the last one in the Superdome? Was it the Raven Niner one? Ravens Niner? Yeah, I think so, because like the power went out. That power going out really killed them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, th- I think that that might have been done for mob purposes, but I also think, <laughs> I-, I-, I believe that Beyonce had some halftime Father show. Father Harbaugh placed a bet you know, on fucking. And-, and we're just like, oh, we don't like this, the-, the way the Super Bowl is going. We want the Niners to get back into it. I think that's what I think the, the Ravens are killing them. You got the detective boy. Strictly. We Strictly need, come down. Strictly like come down. I you want to get over to the streaming uh, area yeah, of the yeah, game yeah, here? Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. So uh, the crown took first place. This is week 16, December 11th through the 17th. And I'll, remember this also streaming ratings is reflected from a month prior. It's just the numbers that are available to okay. us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. the crown got the 50 points, 943 million viewers. Not a lot of billion wow. viewers. That's when you know that the reality is pulling people away from their screened entertainment. Hmm. Summer is when you hit those billions. Summer into fall. 
when there's then you not, got shit to do. People are yeah. out shopping. You can't really stream. Only yeah. Uber drivers are out there fucking watching movies. Well, you ever get an Uber <laughs> driver watch a TV show while you fucking you're yes. driving? Yes, I don't I have. mind it. I don't mind it as long as it's up on the thing. All you gotta do is look over here just a little bit. You can see the road. I still. watched a wrestling pay per view while I was driving me and my sister to an open mic one time in the city, and she's like, "You're gonna kill us." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "You're watching TV." I'm like. Well, I'm not watching it. I'm like, it's yeah, it's here. Yeah. And I'm like, we got it playing through the speakers. Like, we're fine. Yeah. I'm not staring at it. Absolutely. If it's at your eye level, yeah. you can just look over. If it's below and you're going like this, yeah, no. they'll kill you. When it's up like I literally, that. Literally, me staring at the road is me watching the pay-per-view. I, uh, I had, remember I talked about it on the show before, we had a meeting with Dan Loria, the father. from What uh, a great meeting. Yeah, we, we had a meeting with God him. God damn it, Kevin. Yeah, I was, it, it was, we were not prepared, but I, He's uh, theater to the bone, dude. Oh, he probably fucking put you through the ringer. Absolutely. Did he but, call your fucking project Mickey Mouse? No, no. He was just like, oh, so how do you guys know each other? He, he was talking to us from a golf course and, and then we, I had my phone up. I was driving. I was stopped my lift shift and I was just talking to him while I was driving and the meeting lasted about a half an hour. I just didn't think we did a very good job. We weren't really prepared for it. We were amateurish. You came in uh, fucking. I, I will say. <laughs> I will say, compared to two years ago, we have a far more sophisticated package and show. Yeah. That dude. I am optimistic. Still, I am still optimistic about it. Got things happening with it. So here are the streaming ratings for Week 16. So the Crown took first place. They're in the Princess Die years. This season was the Princess oh. Die, and it ended. Then, well, there's a little bit after, but it like ended with the Queen dying. But this is the big fucking Princess Die years. Wow. Grey's Anatomy taking second place, 40 points. And then you have Bluey getting uh, third place at Grey's 35. Grey's Anatomy is a juggernaut, man. Suits, God, they have some loyal fans. Suits, suits slipping to fourth. Still getting 32 points, but it's slipping. I feel like in the, next, in the next m couple of weeks, it's going to be out of the top five, out Par of the point Paramount scoring Plus? places. It's Netflix, Paramount Plus, and I think one other spot. Okay. It's got a nice little rotation. Of, yeah. Uh, and then you have NCIS taking up the last point scoring place. But NCIS is starting to get cooking now. Okay. So that'll that'll get up they there. And then we'll, well. we'll go over to the championship standings here. Suits is still in first place, 727 points. And then you have Sunday Night Football at 682 points in second place. Bluey in third place at 549. Grey's Anatomy, fourth place, 471. Getting closer. NFL on Fox in fifth place for at 350. Then you have Football Night in America, uh, NFL on CBS, Monday Night Football. Strictly come dancing. Uh, and 60 minutes rounding out the top 10. And then um, in the what second, day is that? Or what tier is that again? What These are the, that's the top 10 of of the championship. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. God, NFL does that well. Oh, yeah, yeah, it dominates. Until yeah. winter, it's all NFL. Yeah. I mean, it's really outside of shit fucks like us. People only watch television for sports. Yeah. yeah. And if, if I really could dig deep enough and do cable ratings, the NBA rates pretty high. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. like 20 million like yeah. the NFL does. Yeah. But like, yeah. you know, like eight and sports, a half or something. Any or other, any other, anything else that's as like as close to being as popular in the NFL is just another sport. Like yeah. no regular TV shows are fucking, yeah, yeah, messing exactly. around. Exactly, it makes sense. Okay, so what else? What, what else? Is uh, there? We had a debut, the fall of the House of the Usher. Ooh, okay, yep. Couple of Netflix shit. So then here we'll just go out the rest. So then you have Virgin River, NCIS, Lincoln Law. Yeah, we got a lot of fucking like what's non-active shows. What's Voice, Virgin River on again? What, what, that's what, Netflix. Okay, but yeah, but what place is it? Uh, 13th. Okay. Okay. It, it had a hot little run for its new season. Yep. 
I, I just am asking because obviously that was everyone's another, wife loves that show. Yeah. That, that, that was the, uh, the woman Roma Roth read our script. But I'm going to put notes. all of this up. I'm going to make graphics and I'm going to start blogging the TV league. So that'll be up on KeithPazel.com. Yeah. I'll share the link with that uh, and we'll figure out a way. And then we can just go over the article that I write for the podcast. Like okay. Yeah. The well, yeah. like I'll, I'll just gather everything on the website and then we can go from that. Cool. Makes sense. <clears throat> but yeah, interesting. But I, think, I do have to update oh. this week's uh, TV league and stuff like that. It, it's interesting. Virgin River, man. R- Roma Roth. I, I mean, mm, whatever. She right, she was able to right read on. the script and she gave us the feedback of this. She said, more character development and get to the action quicker. So those were two good notes, you know, and, and we made the change. I don't mind hearing things that people don't like. The, the you know? chat says, congratulations, Adam. Very cool to see your determination. Yeah, well, I appreciate that because it, it, it may fade after this year. Uh, the fact is, last year was a bit like the COVID problem. You know what I mean? A bit like the pandemic. Those strikes, you know what I heard? 80% of production was stopped during the strikes. 80%. I really? thought it was like 50 I, I was like, maybe 40 or 50. It's like 80% of movies and television were stopped because of the two strikes. And those strikes overlapping for like five months or four months was not good. So I'm hoping that this year we have submitted our, our script to a, I, I, maybe this is foolish to talk about it, but we're, whatever, we went to a contest just to see, it's a, a called Script Pipeline, that you, you pay money and you also pay for some notes, but I don't care. We need to get representation. You know, we every opportunity we've had so far has been on our own elbow grease, which I'm actually, I appreciate and I respect, but we need to have someone who knows people in the industry and can get it in front of some eyes. We've, we've got to get it out to people. So do you so, want to start TV history here? Yes, I do. All right. We're going to go through. I'm going to make some TV <clears throat> history. Oh yeah, baby. You know, we're going to go through the TV guide from December 7th to the 13th of 1996. While mm. we watch some of the television from that, the first thing we're going to start out watching is we're starting out with Saturday morning cartoons because the TV guide started at Saturday for some reason. I'm sure that was some kind of sales. Yeah, ploy. What we, exactly. What, no, it started Sunday. right? I guarantee you it's because they on Saturday they wanted you to run out and buy that fucking TV guide. Yes. Yep. For the weekend, too. You would do your food shopping. You want to know what's Saturday going on. Morning. You got to get this fucking TV guide. Yeah. Or you, okay, you do food shopping on Saturday morning, too. You know, OK, we got to get our food now. You know, it's time so I didn't have done. time to log. We're going to go through the book, but I didn't have time to log a lot of stuff. I have Saturday morning. I have all of Saturday and then NFL Sunday. Yeah. But that's all you need, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, the week TV just mirrored the days. Oh, same yeah. morning block, same evening block, and then the primetime shows are what varied. But even it was like Thursday was Murphy Brown. Wednesday was Seinfeld. Like it, it mirrored each other. It was very repetitive. When did that officially change? When cable started getting huge, when the concept of like, oh, you have 200 channels. Oh, man. Yeah. 200 channels. Like, and that's when it started getting like the audiences started getting split. I think they assumed that like 21 million people are just going to watch everything that like these cable shows will get Murphy Brown numbers. And I think it just kind of watered the. Yeah. Muddied the waters, which and now it's like, oh, my God, it's incredible. I, I, anyone can produce a show, basically, right? I mean, and, and you can get an online audience. But, and my girlfriend Jasmine has been booked five times on a show called Darman, 
which has like millions of fans. A lot of fans overseas. Darn, man. Uh, a, a lot of fans overseas. She also can speak Vietnamese. So we're so going to, real quick, we're going to pop on WMAC Masters. This came on after Fox Kids, the yeah. show. This is a big part of my childhood. This is like a video game, and they tried to do it live action. You'll, it's hosted by uh, Bruce Lee's daughter. Is this like, I have a question. When oh, I see this, we'll I have a question it. for you. It, it, when you see this, is this basically because of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Like the whole fighting sequences they, they would have? Oh, yeah. It's related of that era, correct? Yeah. So it's a mixture of Power Rangers, the Mortal Kombat video game, and like American Gladiators. So they have these, these are actors trying yeah. to tell stories. Look at this. See, Jamie... Is, is he great, Native great American? Is that his? Yeah. <laughs> they got a black guy named fucking Johnny Big Lips and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, is this, is this guy? He has like turquoise on. I've been wondering the same thing about Hakeem. Hey, Hakeem. <clears throat> there he why is. Why do you call yourself the machine? Why do you wear metal? Because it rhymes with Hakeem or what? No, man. Nothing is that fucking sauce? So the whole episode, <laughs> the whole episode is the journey to find out why he calls himself the Hakeem the Machine. I thought that was what Sauce Gardner. Yeah, right? <laughs> fucking Pac-Man Jones. You're about to find out. Look at this shit. This <laughs> is amazing. The they were really thrown at Universal it's at you. Oh, it what? was also a, a uh, tourist video for Universal. Yeah, Universal. I remember Universal. This was a in the nineties. Here we go. Universal Studios. Here we go. He explains it. Wait till you see the graphics. It breaks it down just like a video game. Look at this production. Now entering the World Martial Arts Council Arena, Jamie Webster. Do, do wrestling fans of yours, like, uh, is, do they remember this too? Oh, no, I think this is a very specific, you were watching TV at noon on a Saturday. Yeah. Karate. I would almost... Karate. I would kind of, like, this was the show where, Ow. like, as I was watching this, one of my friends would call me on the phone, and I would leave. Like, you wouldn't really watch the whole thing. Oh, okay, okay. Because I had already watched up from 7 a.m. to now <laughs> I was watching TV. This is when it. This is when you'd go outside and reenact the Power Rangers episodes you just watched. Okay. Like, all of the shows you'd go out and play and talk about everything you saw. So you were still of an era, Keith, where kids would go out and naturally play, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to admit, that, does that exist now? Yeah, I think I hope it People does. Go out and play, they just go out and sit there and text, and should they just don't play, but they go out and socialize. Because yeah, okay, well, I guess that's a, a step in the right direction. When I think about my childhood, like ele nine to eleven, eight to thirteen, eight to twelve. I would just go out and play, we, and we'd play a sport of some sort. We'd play a football game, some ball we would create a game out of. And, and you know, we'd play the game. And sometimes fights would break out, shoving matches would break out. It's like, but I felt like that was like, a, when I look back on that, like that's a good part of socialization. Like it's necessary to go through those phases. Getting your knees dirty. Well, I don't know, just, you know, you see a fight break out. So yeah. Bruce Lee's daughter is going to break down the show, speaking I never, of fights. I never wanted, I never got into a fight. I threw a few punches, but I never got into a fight because I didn't. I, I, my experience with fighting was almost getting murdered by my brother every, every yeah, time. And so. Lee Jevons. <laughs> you, 
love Lee Jeffers. You love that reference. So this is like Indian guy versus like machine guy. Yeah. <clears throat> They're heading outside the arena for our first match of the day. Hakeem the Machine Alston takes on this. Great Wolf, this, this Jamie is, Webster, this is a production. at the Stone Valley Battle Zone. Hi everyone, I'm Shannon Lee, and welcome to was, WMAC uh, Masters, uh, uh, Alyssa the Milano initially, right? featuring the world's greatest martial artists. Today, I, I thought Alyssa Milano, I still do. I think she's very cute. There will be she's annoying. You find her kind of annoying? Today's finals. Yeah. Inside the amazing Battle Zone. The winner there that, will look at those one step closer bangs. to full dragon belt. Here we go. Yeah. Is this Paula Jones? You're missing the, the rules. So they have to collect these stars, and each of the stars goes on a belt, and then at the end of the season, like you complete the belt. And each of their the little battles is for a star. There will yeah. be two preliminary matches leading to today's finals inside the amazing battle dome. She had the to do this 80 times. <laughs> this is, this is of the era where you're like, you film 90 of these fuckers in one shot. <laughs> the reigning champion, Mike Turbo Bernardo for the Dragon Star. Mike Turbo Bernardo. Match number one this existed in 96. This yeah. was 1996, oh, yeah. right? 96 season two was going. But this is season one. I wanted to get a. I wanted to explain it more versus throw you balls deep into it. Wow! But this is on while college football is on. Like that's what this is competing with. That's why they yeah. didn't throw good shows on. They knew the yeah. Army Navy game was on. But you could get a few kids who'd be into this. Like maybe didn't like college. college but here's sports, like but the pl trading card aspect of it, getting the sizes and stuff yeah, like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Is piss put away move? Kabuki. Kabuki is still fucking scary at this point. The abilities of the athletes. Watch the power bars at the side of the screen. The council scores. The this is totally like yeah. They wanted to integrate video games into this. And yeah, they got the health meters. I loved this shit. And then they have like filmed interstitials of like actual villains doing shit. This is so bizarre. That's like room karate. <laughs> That's karate you do in your bedroom. Uh, 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 exactly. Oh, oh. So while this is going, we'll go to other stuff, but here's one draw to this TV guide. We got a Columbia House fucking TV ad. Oh, wow. Dude, how many wow. how many CDs did you scam from Columbia House? Uh, I, I got eight one time for a buck. So let's read this. I mean, the Pixies <clears throat> and stuff, like they're pretty good bands. 11 CDs for one cent. See details below. God. I remember doing that once. Now no more cards to return. Oh yeah, because you used to have to do the card and mail it. Now yeah, it's just yeah, like, it's, you know. dude, I was gonna try. I was, wanted to on the show try and mail this in. <laughs> so the first one I wanted to buy was the Macarena, obviously. Oh, Lou Del Lost Del Rio. We had a Tracy Chapman New Beginnings. Oh, she was trying to make a comeback. No, well, that was the big car. one. No, no, that was '88. That was in college. No, not fast car. I'm talking about like what was the song that I liked? Fucking from the from the '90s. Dude, fucking Tracy Chapman spoke at my mom's college graduation at from Saint Xavier University. Holy shit! Yeah, we got a fast car. <laughs> Who's that country and western guy? Did he just redo that? We got a fight. We're gonna get the heck out of here. And uh, this is on the sets. I this is in Burbank somewhere. Give me one little reason, and I'll turn myself around. That's the song from the 90s, from Tracy Chapman. That song was huge well, in 1996. Give me one little reason, and I'll turn right back oh, around. Yeah. I have a faint, that was Tracy Chapman. Of that. Yeah, memory. She, when I was, to me, 
she's very much my first year at Madison at the University of Wisconsin. There's certain songs that are of my high, uh, collegiate experience, and that's one of them, without a doubt. It's, it's definitely one of the 10 to 15. All right, more about Hakeem's origin. What's the story behind your name? Always had it, always will. No, I mean... They called me Noodle Man in elementary <laughs> school. <laughs> so I Because <laughs> so why? Because when I, I had to do a blindfold, I just put a noodle over Excuse my face. Me. That was a joke of fucking Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, you get a piece of dental floss oh, and call it a blindfold. I'm showing this to like, the people wow. here. Camcorder wow. ad. RCA camcorder ad. $549.99. That's a lot of money. I looked it up. It's comparable. It's literally, it's like 15, it was like $1,500 at the time. Like the yeah. $549.99 is like comparable. Yeah. Like in, inflation hasn't raised electronics much. Yeah. Interesting. It, oh, it's basically kind of mirrored inflation pretty yeah. much. Yeah. It hasn't like gone, it hasn't quadrupled or something. Here we go. Noodles McGillicuddy doing a twist. <laughs> They call me Noodles Pack. When do they actually fight? Uh, I, I mean, this is all the pomp and circumstance. They're just fucking <laughs> just showing you his show preamble. Them fight. I want to see them fight each other, the right? begins in just a moment and features the Black Ninjas at the Doom City Battle. Look at that ninjas? set. Look at that set. I mean, that, that's... All of the unique battle zones are located Look at her right fucking the bangs! They got rid of her. They tossed her for season two. Where they'll actually compete She's never gone until anywhere. they emerge from the underground Well... Tunnels. So pay uh, what I are think the they odds wanted she's Brandon Lee. Oh, 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 oh th that's, and he was uh, dead. And he was deed. Oh, so th th this is Bruce, Bruce Lee's daughter. daughter. Oh, okay. Pogs. This was capitalizing on the Pogs craze of the time. Match of the day. Right. Slip Dragon. hook kick. Okay. Slip hook cook. Okay. Spin hook a, kick. Oh, spin hook. Okay. He has a pumping sidekick. Eight. Who sung Pat Superstar? <laughs> the poses and moves are hilarious. Oh, look at this. This will be good. Oh, yeah, we got this. Um, the next big thing going on in TV this week was Carlos Leon. Carlos Leon, Madonna's husband. Oh, he was on yeah. an episode of Nash Bridges, wow. but this was big because he was father. He they had just had their kid. Oh, oh, Lourdes. Yeah, they had just had Lourdes. Lord, Lord, Lord so this motherfucker had an insider in TV Guide. It'll be good for your career. Can you go ahead and click that button? Do you remember where that button is? The one right over here. It's in the back. It's in the it's it's other side. Other side. It's in your your ring finger was touching it. Right there. You feel that, boy? Touch that. Just did it. Did it click? There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it. Uh, thank you for clarifying that, man. Because I was going to hit the other button right there, but I didn't. So we have. Uh, yeah. This is D Daddy's debut. An exclusive interview with fledgling TV actor Carlos Leon. Madonna put him to work. She's like, "You are not going to be a stay-at-home husband." Well, he also was like, "Oh, I'll parlay this into something." How long did that marriage last? I'm I don't know. Two and a half years. I'll look it up here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to um, guess two and a half years. So yeah, he was in a fucking. Uh, God, she's a lunatic. She is. N I remember in the mid nineties. I remember a lot of people think she's wearing a diaper on stage. Oof. Uh, in. <laughs> in in the mid nineties, we were thinking she is going to age terribly, and that was not a, a difficult thing to predict. So here we go. The man on the left. 
has been in hundreds of publications, yet has never spoken to a single reporter until now. So naturally, Carlos Leone, ridiculed by many for doing little more than fathering Madonna's child, is a bit jittery for his first interview. He's terrified, confirms his handler. They have him on a leash. <laughs> fucking... or one of those electric collars. It gets buzzed. Yeah. You're not answering the question right. Didn't sit down the right way. The 30-year-old former bicycle racer, model, and personal trainer has emerged from his cocoon to take up his first gig uh, since becoming an actor, a bit part in Don Johnson's Nash Bridges. You have to admit it, personal trainer in L.A., I mean, th that's a way to get tail, right? You're, you're going to get, like, hot Pilates tail. If oh, you're, yeah. If you're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a good-looking guy. I'm in my late 20s. I'm doing a lot of personal training. I've done a personal training. I did a personal trainer once. I tell you what, my ass got stronger. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. You notice it. If you do that for, like, three or four months, you will get stronger with a personal oh, trainer. Oh, yeah. Even just once a week. Other things that were big in this book that were big at the time that I definitely... 96 was so, like, culturally significant for me. It was yeah. like when I really started absorbing culture. I believe it. So we had the it milk... presidential Remember election. the milk mustache ads? With Absolutely. The milk? These, these were huge at the time. Absolutely. They have an article about the milk mustache <laughs> ads. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times back in that era I thought to myself, I want an in-depth article on the milk mustache ads. Yeah. That, that is an important thing. I, I was not a whole human being. We got some quick hits about how the uh, this week's episode of Chicago Hope was inspired by a real-life scenario. Apparently, some doctor would get fecal matter and shit thrown onto his car, and they put that into an episode. They have an article about Ripped paparazzi. Paparazzi was becoming a thing. Absolutely. Because Diana had happened. Uh, not yet. Not in 96. Or not yet? Not yet. Uh, she didn't happen, until, I, think, I think, until 97 or 98. So we have a Daily Show writer do a satire thing, but I do remember, like, this is when the paparazzi became, like, stalkerish. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, it, the 90s was was a uh, an acceleration. Of the fame culture certainly accelerated. No doubt about it. And paparazzi became something that was... I mean, it was around before that time, but not like it, it really accelerated. Remember we did Cheers and Jeers last time? The, oh, yeah. From the TV guide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week's Cheers and Jeers actually has something that I've talked about before. Sure. This one's Cheers was to commercial actors, actors and commercials. And they they do a nod to this Don McMillan, Chris Dollard, and Lauren Lachlan as like, you see these faces all the time, but you don't even realize it. And I was talking about how like they don't do that anymore. Now it's just like whoever's famous, do the commercial. Like, they really have eliminated that part of the business. Say that again. Say that again. Yeah, the commercial actor. I want, People I want to that were like actors in commercials. No, no, no. I, I want to hear what they... Don yeah, McMillan, yeah. Lauren Lachlan, and Chris Dollard. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, So absolutely. you may recognize Lauren Lachlan as the woman who is the temp... Who is... Uh, te uh, who has the temerity to pass a Porsche in her minivan, or perhaps the housewife who saves her family from the mild case of salmonella salmonella yep uh don mcmillan is gus the beer delivery guy who wheels his handcart out into a fashion runway he can also be seen at a dinner table spearing a ravioli off his child's plate chris dollard is simply everywhere uh haranguing a dog about the pleasures of stup crust pizza drooling wow. over sports utility vehicles in a toy store aisle and yes that's him misinterpreting uh a woman's enthusiasm for her hearty soup as a romantic come on. Wow. Someone wrote that. You're absolutely right. The, the, the commercial actor, you know, I've told that story a billion times with a guy I knew who was a comic in Chicago, Brian Baker. Good for him. I actually, he's one of the guys I, like his path is what I would like to have happen to me. He, he, he had a seven year run and I'm sure he made probably four to five million bucks and probably bought a house out here. 
sold it, moved to a small town in Pennsylvania. We got a big, his a big article about Drew Carey and Mimi. The Drew Carey show was hot. So this, the big story this week was the Drew Carey show was starting to become the number one show. I remember, yeah. Which yeah. I think was, NBC was dominating. So I think for an ABC show to come yes. in was yeah. like a big fucking deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah. NBC was probably the, yeah, the dominant network. Which is, when I was a kid, NBC was by far the worst network. Really bad programming. Some of the programming on TV back in the late 70s was just an abomination. I've seen ads recently, and I'm like, oh my God, this is so bad. This was the the era where when a famous movie was coming out, they would have a TV movie knockoff. So the, there was a <laughs> Selena movie on E! coming out to combat the fucking Selena movie. <laughs> Absolutely. The copycat industry known as entertainment, you know. Oh, here we go. We're learning Hakeem's That's name. That's when I became the machine. So he fucking, he challenged some guy. The guy broke his leg and he went through rehab and now he's Hakeem the Machine. <laughs> it's also <laughs> That is a not correct Holy Trigger. Christ. I don't <laughs> more Chinese cut more Chinese. <laughs> oh, when wind and sky and star and moon come together during year of rooster. Like just really bad cliches. Ooh, oh, look at this. Good luck. Your boy T.J. Miller's best friend Jerry O'Connell gets a piece in TV wow. Guide. Oh, well, Jerry Jerry's slide, Jerry's wild slide. It's about sliders. Yep. Because this, the big thing about sliders was like they rebooted for season four. Maybe it was still hot in '96, but sliders was fucking yeah, for a I while. That show, yeah. I yeah. Mean, God, that's a long time ago. I, I have never again let my anger control me. Look at that shirt he's wearing with the ocean. Well oiled machine. Oh, oh, yeah. Mate, brother. <laughs> so the machine. He's part of the Brotherhood of Death. <laughs> so child. Why they sure did deserve it. Why they got once scared. I get, once I get through the colored pages, we're gonna well, we're gonna get onto the, what I actually have sure. planned. I just sure. wanted to have this as background. Hey, 1996 man. background. I, I think it's I think it's totally a Here, good segment. Portrait of a profiler. Do you remember Allie Walker? Uh, as Dem as Dr. Nah. Samantha Waters, the brilliant FBI forensic psychologist on NBC's Profilers. I remember that show, The Profiler. <laughs> what was that on? It wasn't on Thursday. It, wasn't, it didn't lead into ER. It was probably more like a Wednesday or a Tuesday show. Ooh, this is, they have an article about UPN getting Saturday morning cartoons because oh. Saturday morning cartoons was huge. They had a Godzilla show. The Incredible Hulk was their fucking flagship here. They got the fucking the you, shot of him blasting through. To me, UP, UPN and like WB Network, those were like upstart networks, you know, of that time. They still exist, don't they? Cartoon Network, there's also an article, The Battle for Toon Supremacy. Look out, Nickelodeon, the Cartoon Network, it's finding is it is enthusiastic young audience. It took them getting adult swim though. Finding yeah. that like alt comedy Simpsons audience. Yeah. Uh home movies was the first uh car cartoon network show I remember like my friends like being like, it. Oh, this is good. Yeah. Before then it was all just like fucking snidely whiplash and whoever those fuckers were. <laughs> Um, but now we'll get into what I have sure, actually sure, planned absolutely. for this. We'll pull up some college football highlights here. <laughs> this whole like, the, I mean, what? Well, well, this whole fight sequence is just goofy. I mean, they were trying to do Mortal Kombat the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Scoring points with it, yeah. Well, I, I give them credit for like having dimensions into it. I mean, there's a production going on, no doubt about it. 
And for Saturday morning, hey, listen, I was heavily into Sid and Marty Croft shows in, in my seven, eight, nine-year wheelhouse. You know, Far Out Space Nuts, you know, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, you know, H.R. Puffin stuff. All the those shows were bizarre. If you think about it, they were weird shows. Oh yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, they were on acid, but I don't think there was culture of like they're making it for acid people. But it was definitely of like. What are you doing, Bob? Like they just. <laughs> well, we're gonna film this. Like somebody being an actor on one of those shows back then. I think all it took you to do is just be like kind of a spaz. And okay, we'll put you in here. I was watching an episode of Electro Woman and Dino. Here we Girl. go. I remember this game. Opening drive, drove this. it down, found Pat Fitzgerald, I fumbled out of bounds. Thirteen Texas more yards. won this game. It is Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes. The end zone. Texas is not allowed a John touchdown. On the opening Former drive Illinois. all year, they march all the way downfield, and Brown wants more, but throws into the end zone, into the Huskers' born at D. Gets a lecture from John Makovic, and the Huskers went down and scored on an 80-yard drive to tie it. It was 10-0 in the second quarter when Holmes bust loose Priest again. Holmes. 61 yards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was great for the Chiefs for a couple they years. They had a, a back a couple few years where it was Larry Johnson, Priest Holmes. Yeah. They had, like, back-to-back -back unknown hits. Did Priest Holmes have a 26 touchdown season or something? Or he ran for 2,000 yards. Yeah, yeah, he was great. But it was like the tail end of his career. Yeah. Next drive. Is it Frost? Enzo. Oh. Touchdown oh. for Sean Jackson. The Huskers up 27 23, and then they thought their D could take over. But Brown kept on charging. Hung in the pocket. Oh, he missed time his jump. Texas playing right now. Yeah. Well, this was a big, because this is when Nebraska was a force. Well, yeah, and like Texas, I think this was when Mac Brown was just starting to get him cooking. No, 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 it was uh, John Makovic. Okay. Uh, he used to coach Illinois. He also coached the Chiefs. Coached her mom, you know what I'm saying? This is how we do it. This is how we Oh, yeah, I remember this play, yeah. Yeah, this play was huge. That was a great play. That was a huge play. Yeah, I remember Texas winning this game was a big deal. God, he's good. He's doing commentary. I'm going to change your bag. That's okay. Yeah. I, I think that was the first. I mean, I, I think Nebraska had lost like three games in four years or something. It was incredible. Yeah. Joe Tiller, before he went to PU. What's that? Joe. BYU. I think Sarkeesian is the quarterback for BYU. Yeah, he is. <laughs> what I say? I knew it. Uh, how's that for, you know, I keep thinking my, the THC has ruined my brain. I think I still have a mind. I think I still have a mind. You know. BYU's never been good, like, in my memory. Oh. I don't remember this. This was probably just them ending their greatness. It's Lavelle Edwards. Uh, they, we have to cut it short here in a little bit. Oh, okay. By the okay. Way. okay. They, they won a... Uh, they won a national championship in 84. Robbie Bosco was a quarter. They were undefeated. I didn't like BYU. I remember Jim, Jim McMahon being their quarterback. It really is. Like, you know, even the the Christian university's got pizzazz, but, like, Mormonism is just so boring. Like, even the, their college is just like, okay. <laughs> Steve Young is a direct descendant of Brigham Young. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, yeah, it's uh, I live with some Mormons when I was at the University of Chicago. They were getting their Ph.D. from there and then going back to BYU to teach econ. It's literally like, oh, you were going to learn at the University of Chicago and then be professors for uh, it's, like, you know, it's, it's the best economic school on the planet, you know. On BYU's first possession, that guy named Pockman again, connecting from 32 yards out. Two Pockman back from the dead. Could have done a Tupac reference. They missed it. They won. Steve Sarkeesian. Alabama, Florida. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you want to start winding it down here? Yeah, we should. I don't even know who Bama's coach was at this time. Was it, it was a post-Gene Stallings, you know? Oh, and, and this would have been what's his face is uh, Warful. Uh, no, the, the, and this would have been uh, what's his face, the, uh, Spurrier. Spurrier was king. So, well, we're cutting it I down. Have an abrupt end here. That's well, I've lost track of time. It's my okay. Fault. Okay, that's okay. We're at two hours. Hey, I mean, it's, we did it. I, yeah. I tell you what, for not doing the show in a little while, I feel like it was pretty tight. Yeah. I liked it. We'll get some clips out of it. Thank you for the watching Brotherhood of Death. <laughs> no problem. So child. All right. We'll see. You, we'll see you next. I'll, I'm probably even going to do an episode this week with Bailey. I'll see you when awesome. I see you. See you hey, guys. Thanks for listening, everyone. We are off the air when we are off the air.